morning, everyone. Nice to see you. It's much warmer inside than it is outside, so that's good. Um, today, we are continuing our series, which we've called Doing the Stuff. It's a, it's a phrase that was coined by John Wimber, who was the founding pastor of the Vineyard Movement. Um, and so basically, when he came to faith, he was extremely frustrated that he didn't see Christians doing the stuff that he saw and read about in the Bible. You know, they believed it, he said, they talked about it, they prayed about it, they even gave to it, but they didn't do it. And in this broken world that we are part of, I think this is so important. As Wimber says, he says, it's doing the stuff. This is the stuff, the kingdom, healing the sick, setting people free. That's the stuff that's going to change the world. That's what's going to change the world. And so as I shared last week, one of the, th- one of the things that's so important for us to realize, it, this, this is not an add-on or an upgrade when we reach a certain level of holiness. It's an integral part of who we are and what we've been put on this planet to do. And I believe that is the case for us, whether we have co- would call ourselves a follower of Jesus or not, that is what we've been put on this planet to do. And as Wimber also said, he said, you and I are qualified Sometimes we disqualify ourselves, but you and I are qualified to heal the sick, to bring multiplication, to set people free. The very things that we see Jesus do in the Gospels and the apostles continue to do in the New Testament. So last week, we looked at Jesus' baptism as we talked about power and identity, that kind of importance of knowing who we are. We all right just to bring that down a little bit. I think I'm booming just a little bit. Thanks, Christian. Um, and we are loved. We are known by God. And we know what we carry. That's the power of the Holy Spirit working in us and through us. So this week, we're continuing our series as we jump forward to Luke 4. We looked at a bit at Luke 3 last week. Um, and this, today is going to be a slightly shorter talk, and then Alarine is going to jump up and join me um, just before we go into ministry as well. But let's, let me pray, and then we'll, we'll read the, these verses together from Luke 4. Lord, I thank you that you have in mind for us an extraordinary life. And I want to pray that as we look at this passage now, that you would speak to us, that you would empower us, bolden us, strengthen us to do the things that you did. And Lord, I want to pray that um, everyone here would just be enabled to ignore me and just to be able to listen to your voice. So speak to us, Lord, for we, your servants, are listening. Amen. So we're going to look at um, Luke chapter 4. We're going to start from the first two verses, and then we'll jump ahead to verse 14. So it starts with this. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. And so we have this bit here where Jesus goes into the wilderness. He's tempted by the devil, um, but he doesn't give in. And then in verse 14, we read that Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up, and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom, and he stood up to read. 
The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him, and he began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Amen. I, I, I love reading that passage. It's just extraordinary how Jesus, how, just the, the authority that he had. And it's, I, I always think of it as, it's almost like his mic drop moment. It's like, you can just imagine the silence in the temple, in the synagogue, as he shares those words and said, all that you've been looking for is to be found in me. Now, if we jump right back to the beginning of chapter 4, we read that Jesus is led into the wilderness. And so for 40 days, he's tempted by the devil, and yet he doesn't give in to temptation. And then Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit before when he's baptized. He's filled with the Holy Spirit as he goes into the wilderness. And do you notice, again, he is filled with the Holy Spirit as, as he returns, as he begins his ministry. So I, I think that if Jesus needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, then how much more do you and I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? You see, once is never enough. We need to keep asking for more as we sang this morning. But why do we ask for more? And I just want to unpack this a little bit. I just want to give us a, um, four thoughts about why we do that before I invite Alarine to jump up as well. The, the first thing, I think, is to stop us from falling. We see in verses 1 and 2 that, that Jesus kind of was approached with all this temptation that was thrown at him. And we, we haven't unpacked those verses, but go and have a look at those verses. You know, there is so much temptation around us in life to live a life that is short of what God has intended for us. So even Jesus, God in human flesh, full of the Holy Spirit, still experienced temptation in the wilderness. And yet he didn't give in. I don't know what temptations you're facing today, because I'm pretty sure all of us are facing some kind of temptation this morning. Maybe it's things like we, we look at things that we shouldn't look at. Maybe we think about spending our money on, on, on spending money that we don't actually have. Maybe we're tempted to judge others and look down on people because of how they look or how they appear. But when we are full of the Holy Spirit, we are far less likely to fall into that temptation. And so I want to urge us to start each day in his presence. Invite the Holy Spirit into every part of our lives because we need him so much. And when you're struggling, when you know that temptation is on the horizon, don't remain alone. That's why small groups are important. But on a very practical level, just Pick up the phone to somebody. Drop someone a message. Invite others into your struggles. So the reality is, and, and this is the second thing that I want to share this morning, is that we need his power. Last week, we looked back at Jesus' baptism. And after he comes up out of the water, and he hears the voice of his father saying, this is my son whom I love. And then the spirit descends on him. 
Jesus then, as we've talked about, retreats into the wilderness. But when he returns, we see in verse 14 that he returns full of the power of the Spirit. And then we read this intriguing line, which says, news spread about him throughout the countryside. Now, we haven't heard a lot of what he's done at this point. Now, but why would news be spreading? I think it's because probably Jesus was doing the stuff. Up to that point of his baptism, there's no recorded miracles. But after Jesus is baptized, we see so much start to happen. John 21 tells us that there were many more things that Jesus did that were never even recorded. News was spreading about Jesus because he was full of the Spirit. And when he was full of the Spirit, he began to make people well. He was casting out demons and so much more. Jesus, God in human flesh, shows us what it looks like to live as a human. And if he needed the power of the Holy Spirit, then how much more do we? Now, this next picture shows you someone that you might recognize. Lewis Hamilton one of the fastest drivers of all time. But if you take away his car, you take away his power, all right? He's as fast as a scooter. So it's like us living without Holy Spirit's power in us. We need the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives to keep doing the stuff. Otherwise, we, walk, we, we go around as fast as a scooter, right? As opposed to a Formula One car, there's quite a difference. We need to keep asking for more because, you know, one of the realities is that we leak. Now, I have before me an empty bucket. Empty bucket, nothing in there. I'm not not a magician. I'm not about to, like, and here's a rabbit. Um, I'm not going to do that. So this bucket, for my little illustration here, represents you and me. And the water that I'm about to pour into this bucket, and it could get messy, warn you, I'm going to move my Bible out the way in a moment, Um, represents the Holy Spirit filling us. So I'm going to put it in here. I have tried this at home. But if I pour the water in, you can see the water going in. Problem is that we begin to leak. We begin to leak. So we need to keep on filling and filling and filling because we will continually leak. And that's the reality of our life. I'm trying to be very careful here. (laughs) You see, we keep on leaking, and you'll see that go down as we go through the rest of our time. It's the same with us. We need more. We need to keep on praying, come Holy Spirit. You see, once is never enough. We need to keep being filled and filled and filled again because we keep leaking. In God's kingdom, there is always more for us. And so we keep being filled because we can never have enough. We ask for more because we are broken human beings who need more of his presence in our lives. And finally, because we are inviting God to go deeper into us. So in our small group materials this week, um, we have an interview with Lucy Pepiat. Lucy Pepiat is the principal of Westminster Theological Center. And I just want to play you a short little clip Um, that illustrates some of this. So when we say come Holy Spirit, we're not imagining that the Spirit is coming from anywhere. The Spirit is among us. The Spirit is with us. And so what, what are we saying when we say come Holy Spirit? We are giving God an invitation to work deeper in our lives. 
amazing. So if you want to hear the rest of that conversation, you can still do that. Join, you can still join a small group for this season. So um, I think the details are coming up behind me in terms of joining a small group. I think we've got a slide that says that. So if you're not part of a small group already, you can go to that QR code there. You can hear the rest of that conversation the next few weeks that we're journeying on. Um, or you can sign up the back there or online as well. But did you hear what Lucy shared in that clip? And that, and that was the, 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 if you go back to the other slide, Maria, thank you. When we say, come Holy Spirit, we're giving God an invitation to work deeper in our lives. Now, this whole idea of praying for more and inviting Holy Spirit to come is something that we do every week. And when we say it, what we're doing is we're inviting God to come and do a deeper work in us to set us free from the things that bind us, to heal us from the things that are broken us, in us, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And it's an invitation he loves to say yes to. He loves to respond to that. And it's an integral part of who we are as a church. Everything we do stems from this kind of place of inviting God to come in and have his way amongst us. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that, but I thought it'd be great to have Alarine to come and share a little bit with us this morning. I'm going to move some of these things out of the way because I'm a little bit nervous that I might... Emilio, thank you so much. There's a tray, don't worry. <laughs> I thought that one through. Yeah, it's good. Fantastic. So can we welcome Alarine? So, um, Alan, I just I thought it might be really helpful for us to under, understand a little bit about, you know, we've gone on this journey of kind of like praying come Holy Spirit for many years, but I wanted to understand your, how, how long have you been part of Riverside for? A long time. Um, late, <laughs> I came as a young adult, and now I'm not such a young adult, so 30 plus years. Wow, I amazing. Know, I know, <laughs> <laughs> That's remarkable. And, 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 and I think... The follow-on question is, what, what made you stay? The presence, <laughs> I mean, relationships, you know, making great friends, but also the presence of the living God, week in, week out, making relationship with him, being wooed by the love of Jesus, and great teaching, great people, all of that, but just the longing for the Lord and him meeting me right in this place. Thank you. So it's one, one of the things that I, I've alluded to already, but as we go into ministry, as we respond to what we see the Lord doing, we, we invite Holy Spirit to come. We often pray, come Holy Spirit. What, why, we heard from Lucy why she thinks that's important. Why, why do you think that's important for us as a vineyard church particularly? Well, it's in our DNA, but it's, I mean, she talked about an invitation, but also it's like a prayer. It is a longing that Holy Spirit, will you make yourself known and we know here, but it's here. Um, and the, can I carry on? Um, the, the Bible's really clear about we need the presence of the Spirit. We can't do this without him. John 5, 19, 20. I only do, Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. And the Holy Spirit illuminates to us what the Father is doing. So it's, we cannot do this without him. And quite frankly, I don't want to do it without him because that's me and nobody needs me. What we need is the spirit of God. So that is, so it's like a, you know, Lucy alluded to beauty. It's an invitation, but it's also it's a longing. Come, let us see. You know, we talked about in the worship time, 
come and do what you've done before. Will you show us? Will you? I don't, you know, we don't come here just to, we have a great time, but we want to connect with the Lord. We want to see people set free. We want to do the stuff. And for me, sitting there and just watching is not enough for me. I want to do the stuff that Jesus did. I want to live in the power and the love of the Spirit of God. Amazing. Okay, that's good. Amen. Amen. And, and so I think, well, we can talk about it. We could talk about it all day, but I, I just would love us to invite Holy Spirit to come. So why don't we, why don't we stand together if we're able? We're not just going to talk about it. We want to do this stuff, and so we want to invite his presence. Halloween, do you want to lead us? Yeah, I'd love to. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you make yourself known to us again? We are your people, and this is your church. Come and do what you want to do in us, through us. Just let it come. We're going to wait. So what I'm doing right now is I am trying to do, you know, what Jesus did. Let me see, Holy Spirit, show us what the Father is doing. 